0: and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be discussing Rahu in the Nakshatra of Barney. So before we get started, as always, I like to remind you all that I study the Vedic sidereal system of astrology, which is different than the Western tropical system. If you'd like to learn more about the difference between Western and Vedic astrology, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on Media and then Astrology Now. I have a podcast embedded there that shares the difference between Western and Vedic astrology. In addition, if you'd like to see where the planets were placed astronomically at the moment of your birth, go to my website, click on offerings, and then chart. Keeping in mind this chart is going to be different than the Western tropical chart. So, getting into Barney Nakshatra. And yeah, I'm I'm sitting here, it's June 14th, and I've been thinking so much about. About this concept of dharma, and wow. dharma will come to find has this incredibly close association to the nakshatra of Barney. And so, keeping in mind that this segment, we're going to talk about the transit of Rahu, the karmic node of futuristic thinking you know, tethering us to the material world, obsessive desire, revolution. Rahu will be moving through this nakshatra and keeping in mind that wherever Rahu is, wherever the nodes are, wherever Rahu and K two are currently transiting. And I mean, honestly, in our birth chart as well, right wherever they're placed in our birth chart this has an incredible karmic significance and then where they're transiting where they are in the sky moment to moment this is going to help us understand really what karmic influences are going to be coming to life and rahu in barney is so significant because both of these energies are so extreme the karmic nodes are extreme. Rahu and Ketu are extreme. You know, when we have eclipses, extreme events occur because they involve the karmic nodes. And Barney (laughs) is actually one of my favorite nakshatras. It's not an easy nakshatra, but you'll come to find why I love it and why I have so much admiration and respect for it. Barney is the star of restraint. And when we think about the star of restraint, or what restraint means, it means that we are contained, that we do not act impulsively, we're not constantly just chasing, untethered, you know, for what it is that we want. Restraint has this element of control, it has this element of fortitude and strength. Barney, the deity for Barney is Yama. And this is the god of death, but also the god associated to Dharma. So we have Yamaraj, which is, as I mentioned, the god of death, but also the god of rebirth. And then Dharmaraj, which is the other, you know, association to Barney. And so Dharmaraj is the god of Dharma. And this is a really cool thing to think about. The star of restraint, Yamaraj, Dharmaraj. I'm going to wrap this all together. I mean, I, I'm going to point out <laughs> the connections. I'm not wrapping it together. It's just the way that Barney is. But I'm going to help kind of point things out. Um, so Dharma, when we act with Dharma, the way that my teacher teaches it is that we're acting in alignment with divine will. And that means that the way that we are acting are going to uphold natural principles. And dharma is this really complex topic. We can't really, it's its very difficult to summarize it easily because there are many different types of dharmas, rules, regulations, paths, um, but I'm gonna try to keep it as simple as possible. But when we're talking about dharma, the natural world, plants, animals, You know, things that we witness thunder, um, natural disasters like tsunamis, all of these things are nature born, and they cannot act outside of Dharma. So plants and animals and anything that we'll find in nature, it is inherently upholding natural law it is upholding natural harmony and natural balance so any like again natural disaster or something that is nature born or even you know wolves hunting animals you know um, sharks eating other animals they're acting in their dharma they're acting in alignment with their intrinsic principles and they are upholding nature humans have the ability to act outside of dharma And so because we have the ability to act outside of Dharma, (laughs) that's why we need Yamaraj. That's why we need restraint. We need to be able to control elements of our nature so that we can act in harmony with the natural world. Because humans you know we have this tendency sometimes to want to be selfish or not that we should never be selfish right but I'll, I'll explain a little bit more in a minute but we we have this desire to be selfish or to be self-centered. humans you know we have a tendency to exploit if we can find something that is free and we can make money off of it, we'll just keep taking that free thing to continue capitalizing. We see this with how we treat the land we see this with how we treat animals. And it it kind of creates this imbalance in the world. But when we act with restraint, when we can control some of those natural inclinations, we can uphold balance and harmony, which is dharma. And when we follow the yamas, we can uphold balance. And y'all have probably heard me talk about the yamas and the niyamas. These are the beginning guidelines for a yogic path. All right, so if we're on the path of yoga, observing the yamas and the niyamas are going to assist us in a proper conduct and so we'll talk about the yamas very briefly of course we have ahimsa which is non-harming non-harming ourselves non-harming others we have satya which is truthfulness acting honestly we have asteya which is non-stealing non-coveting we have brahmacharya Brahmacharya is a little bit more difficult to explain. (laughs) This is essentially celibacy, but it's utilizing our energy in a proper and wholesome way. And we have a parigraha, which is um, non grasping. It's not trying to hold on to things or not trying to hoard things as well. And so what i was saying earlier you know we need to take care of ourselves and i know that there are so many people who listen to this podcast that are just so generous and so sweet and always working to help other people and always thinking about others and we need to strike a balance of also taking care of ourselves. you know like i was saying not bringing harm to ourselves, being honest about what it is we need moment to moment um So there's certainly room to preserve and love and care for ourselves. But really what the distinction is with Dharma, it's not like we have to be acting selflessly like all the time. But what makes something Dharmic is when we consider how our actions moment to moment will impact other beings. When we think about how our choices may impact someone else or something else, that is a really excellent way to begin observing dharmic principles. If we move throughout life and we don't consider how our actions will impact someone else, or we stomp on others to get what it is that we want, or we don't care if something suffers because we want to attain something, that's beginning to act with adharma. And adharma means without dharma. It's it's adharmic. Okay, so we want to act dharmically. And this is the interesting thing about Barney is Yamaraj, the god of death, god of dharma, will bring consequences to action. And so we'll talk more about this extensively with Rahu and Barney, but we really want to be mindful (laughs) with our conduct. Now is the time to be dharmic okay and again we'll talk about it I want to talk about um, Barney a little bit more and then I want to talk about Rahu and then we'll talk about how these things act when they're together so we talked about acting in a way that is best for all upholding natural harmony that's the other thing too the more that we consider how our actions will impact others the more in alignment Or really, we are creating more alignment with natural harmony, which is best for ourselves, best for everyone. And so Barney also, of course, is ruled by Venus. So Barney is in the sign of Aries, in the sidereal sign of Aries, um, which is, of course, ruled by Mars. So it has this Martian element to it, which has that like you know, spiritual warrior energy, it has this fierceness, this strength, but then it's also ruled by Venus. And so it has this association to fertility and creativity. The symbol for Barney is a yoni, a reproductive sex organ. And the yoni, when we think about moving through, that is this this connection, you know, that the, the reproductive organ acts as a medium from the world beyond to this material world. So as we pass through the yoni, this is our initiation back into this material reality. And so we find this cycle between death and rebirth. And if we're looking at, if we're looking at this from um, the philosophy of Sanantana Dharma, when we pass, we are usually brought back into this world, which would begin inside of the womb. So that's that rebirth, we pass through the material world, and um, just continue that cycle. So this this reproductive organ, the yoni, it is a profound symbol, Um, very, very profound, and is the reason that we have continued life which is, again, just very, very, it's so vast, it's almost hard to comprehend. (laughs) For me, anyway, it's just amazing. Um, And so there is this association, again, to creation, reproduction. But with this connection to Venus, it also is going to represent Venusian things like luxury and beauty, um, really any type of creation, so painting, drawing, music, um, indulgence of all types as well. So first-class tickets, you know, uh, having your nicest food, really just taking time to enjoy. And I, I do want to make it clear also that Venus obviously is associated to reproductive matters. So we'll talk more about this, how it, it can be affected by Rahu being here. And then, of course, Venus will be associated to women in general, and it will be associated to um, Diplomacy and how we get along with other people. So that is Barney in a nutshell, just the nakshatra itself. And so it's really sweet in some regards, but then it has this profound depth of life and rebirth. It also represents major breakthroughs. It has this element of being pioneering. You know, Aries is pioneering, Barney is in Aries, so it also is going to represent. Uh, doing things that no one has ever done before. And it is going to have association to these breakthroughs. But it is also this nakshatra that can crumble things. I mean, it's so intense. It can represent, it is, it's Yamaraj. It is death. It is sudden change, sudden endings, sudden death, sudden rebirth, recreation. So please, you know, have that too. So Rahu is entering Barney from July 12th, 2022 until February 6th, 2023. And this is using the true node system. So you'll see that some astrologers are using different dates and that's because they are using the mean node system. So there are two different ways to calculate the position of where the nodes currently are. Again, I'm using the true node system, Both systems have merit. Um, And I as you guys know, I have multiple different teachers that I learned from some use the true node, (laughs) some use the mean node. I like the true node for now. So that's what I'm using. So Rahu, as I mentioned, is the karmic node of the moon. And Rahu is what tethers us to material reality and it creates a focus it wants to bind and it wants to grasp. Rahu attaches us to the material plane by creating desire. And by creating the desire to act the desire to do. Rahu is outstanding, because it pushes the bar of what is possible if people have a well-placed rahu they tend to be pioneers of this world i can think of several right off the bat who have moon and rahu conjoined and and they're prolific because they they manage to do things that no one else has ever done before and what i think it is is it's that obsessive nature where they're so obsessed with doing something that they just push you know they're willing to push themselves beyond what others are willing to do this is random but if you follow me on my uh, personal page, I'm always reposting this guy named Bob Reese and he's like a parkour. He does parkour and I have like never been interested in parkour, but I found his page and I was just astonished by the things that he could do with his physical body. I'm like, oh my God, how is this even possible? Like he pushes the bounds of what it seems to Again, what what it seems to be possible to do with a physical form. And so I found his chart and no, you know, no kidding, not surprised he has Moon and Rahu conjoined because he has that insatiable desire to push beyond what is a limit you know, they're limitless. And so Rahu creates this limitless way of being and thinking. But again, it can be obsessive, it can be compulsive. And it is very futuristic, very innovative. These are the positive qualities of Rahu. (laughs) Um, And you know, so again, it it can create this amazing, futuristic, inventive way of being very knowledgeable as well. I would say Rahu is like knowledge where K2 is like wisdom. Okay. Um, Rahu really, it can act a lot like Mercury. It can act a lot like Uranus in a way. Um, but of course, what you'll read most is that Rahu has this association to Saturn or acts a lot like Saturn, which is also true. But anyway, I digress. In its lower qualities, Rahu can represent diseases, and it can represent strange events. It can represent the taboo. It can represent, as I mentioned, obsessive compulsiveness, greediness, selfishness. And it can represent smokiness. Rahu is the smoke show of smoke shows. You know, now you see me, now you don't. One hand is you know, patting you on the shoulder, the other one stabbing you in the back. Like it, it creates a very illusionary quality, such is the material world. Y'all are familiar with Maya. Maya is the illusionary quality of the material world. We think that we need this to make me happy. We think that we need to be this beautiful to make us happy. We think that we need this, this, and this. We need to be more powerful, more beautiful, more fortunate, more whatever more and more and more more and more, more. That's the illusionary quality of the material world and Rahu is all about that. It creates that sensation. okay? So when Rahu moves into Barney, what happens? Let's spend some time focusing on this Venus kind of quality. When Rahu is in Barney, we will likely see a lot of focus on Venusian things. So it could be um, futuristic creations, it could be new, innovative ways for beauty, for style. And I think that we all need to be mindful of how much we are consuming, what we're purchasing, what we're buying, there may be a a deeper desire to have more beautiful things to be more beautiful to attain a higher status, um, to get more notoriety, to eat you know, more food, I mean, what have you, I think that there could be a tendency to indulge in more of these luxury items, I do think that us as a world, we may be more focused on, you know, getting the nice things, traveling to the nice destination, being seen as the wealthy person that could have even more of an increase, I suppose, than it already has. And we might again, see a new invention when it comes to like, maybe plastic surgery, or Um, something to do with fashion, fashion breakthroughs. Um, And it could also be something with connection and intimacy, maybe like a new dating app or a new app for connection. We may see something like that come up too during this period. And so Barney, as I mentioned, Yamaraj, Dharma Raj, justice, values, moral principle. When Rahu comes into Barney, we can pretty much guarantee that there is going to be pushback to authority. There are going to be people who really want to push the bounds of what's right and what's wrong. Push the bounds of society. How much can they get away with? You know, and it may even be the taboo. People are kind of pushing the taboo of what is socially acceptable and what isn't socially acceptable. We may also see there be a rise in independence and people wanting to find leadership and independence outside of the mainstream. Um, I want to say formations to kind of keep it vague, but for lack of (laughs) a better way to describe this, we may see people wanting to follow leadership, or maybe even wanting to be leaders who are not affiliated with government forces with what we've been seeing with things that have been more traditional we'll want to see a futuristic way of viewing the law of viewing order of viewing authority that's the big thing Rahu and Barney people are going to be pushing back against authority there are going to be clashes with authority there's going to be this focus on independence and even revolution because Rahu is revolution and we'll talk more about some conjunctions that are going to happen here in a minute Um, and so, yeah, we'll see, we'll see those bounds being pushed and we, you know, be mindful, be mindful because as I mentioned, Rahu tends to be extreme. So we could see some pretty extreme acts from people and there is going to be this deeper desire to have more personal power and have more personal freedom. And I think that people are going to become increasingly less tolerant, of the way systems have been previously. We've been seeing this. We've been seeing the rise of of individuals demanding more justice. And I think it's interesting, the day that Rahu enters Barney, according to the true node system, is also the day that Rahu moves back into Capricorn. And if you listened to my segment on Capricorn, Saturn and Capricorn, or excuse me, Saturn retrograde. (laughs) When Saturn was in Capricorn, this was when we really saw systems exposed for what they were, people getting tired of the injustices, getting tired of the corruption. And so I do think that we will see a rise of that. And in this position, when Saturn is in Capricorn, it's in this midpoint between Rahu and Ketu. And so karmic Events are almost amplified. And so, again, I I think that this is going to be a rather intense transit for the things that I am describing. So, in addition to these things, I also believe that we will be reviewing what we think should be held as just, what we think should be held as moral, ethical, and correct. I think that laws will be being reviewed. We will be going back and looking at longstanding laws, things that we've had implemented for a long time, and asking, is this still ethical? Is this still something that we want as a nation? As I mentioned, I think that that will result in clashes. Venus is reproduction as mentioned. So I do think that there will still be a lot of prominence with reproduction rights and the emphasis on reproduction rights. And I also want to say though, if you have um, reproductive parts that are ovaries, cervix, yoni, things of this nature it is a wonderful time to be extra careful because as i mentioned rahu has this association to disease and it has an association to just like weird like weird random things that kind of come and go and so if you have those reproductive parts and if you've um struggled with like health like this is the time to be really mindful and if anything comes up go to the doctor get it checked out be proactive on your hormone health really listen to your body make sure that you're doing what you need to do to keep yourself safe and healthy because there could be issues coming up right now and um, if you are wanting to conceive this could be a very powerful time um but as i mentioned if you're deliberately trying to conceive like please just make sure everything is safe and sound before moving forward. Just like be, you know, proactive, just take extra care. And if you're not trying to conceive, be extra careful because there could be something sudden. <laughs> As I mentioned, this is the nakshatra that brings about some sudden events and Rahu can do sudden things also. So be extra mindful with fertility. If you're not trying to um, expand your family at this time. So, looking a little bit more at the conjunctions, and I also want to talk about degrees to watch out for. So, well, first of all, the last time that Rahu was in Barney was October 23rd, 2003, until July 21st, 2004. So, looking back, what was happening for you at that time, there could be similar events happening now. So, just notice any patterns. If you have planets between 13 degrees, 20 minutes of Aries to 26 degrees, 40 minutes of Aries, this is especially a time to be mindful for you. For all of us, we want to be mindful of our actions. Any adharmic action, any action without dharma, any action that is unethical will likely receive harsher consequences at this time. Barney is associated to harsher consequence, and it's associated to, I mean, consequences in general. So now is, again, a time to really focus on acting with Dharma, trying not to participate in anything unethical. Any planets in those degrees, folks may be a little bit more prone to sudden changes, sudden endings in life. There could also be a ton of passion, um, a ton of excitement. And depending on the planet, you know, it could bring about sudden changes with money. Like if it's Jupiter, it could bring sudden changes with maybe education. And we also want to see the houses that the planet is connected to, right? So if you have a planet in those degree points that I was just telling you, and it's your second house ruler, that could be associated to finances. If you have a planet in those degrees in Barney associated with the seventh house of relationship, sudden changes in relationship could occur sudden changes in your home could occur if it's the seventh house ruler or excuse me the fourth house ruler so do you see what i'm saying see which houses the planet is connected to there could be sudden unexpected changes there could be sudden ups and downs and there could be sudden endings so like if you have venus in this placement you want to be extra careful because there could be some sudden unexpected changes in relationship and there could certainly be endings but it's also the sign of rebirth as well and it is a highly passionate placement so it could also bring in somebody new and it could bring a sudden really passionate love affair but what i'm really trying to get across is that if you have planets in barney there's going to be this intensity as rahu passes over it but it can certainly bring about like a spotlight it can bring that desire to push the bounds the desire to maybe even rebirth. If you have planets in those degree points in any of the cardinal signs, if you have planets in Libra, Capricorn, Cancer, Aries, in those degrees, there could be this desire to really change your life. Do something new, there may be a death in some way you leave your home, you leave your job, you change something significant about your life, and then reinvent who you are, reshape what you're doing and rediscover what it is that you want in life. So there could be these serious big changes. And it is Rahu, Rahu gives blessings of the material world. So you could gain a new job, you could gain more money, you could, as I mentioned, gain a new partner, there could be something big that comes in. Um, But we want to be mindful of that obsessiveness, compulsiveness and taboo, unethical nature Rahu can be taboo, it can be unethical. So we want to be mindful, again, of unethical acts and like, mostly unethical affairs. Uh, Barney has this association to affairs. I don't know what it is. Well, I do know exactly what it is. I think it's kind of easy for all of us to tell. But Barney is connected to having affairs. Rather it be we spot someone else or someone else spots us and pursues us. So there could be the likelihood of an affair. And so really be mindful, as I mentioned at this point in time, Anything unethical will likely have consequences. So we want to be really careful with what we're choosing to do and, and really how we're choosing to conduct it. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be happy and making changes in life to try to be happy. And we can do that as ethically as we can, right? Um, so looking at conjunctions and some other things to be mindful of from here, in the near future, moving towards summer. July 27th, Mars will be very close to Uranus and Rahu. That's the other thing I want to talk about is that for this entire transit of Rahu and Barney, it's going to be conjunct Uranus. And Rahu and Uranus really have similar energies in that they can both bring sudden unexpected changes. They're both very revolutionary. They're both futuristic. And with this combination, we can actually see some pretty intense natural disasters. We've already seen some fires this year. I really hope that we don't see any more fires. It is an Aries. It's a super hot sign. So there could be more fires. There could be earthquakes. There could be volcanoes tsunamis anything that's created by a sudden shift of the earth that can be seen with rahu and uranus conjunction rebellious activity as i mentioned explosiveness um, death and rebirth innovation and creation i do think that we will see some pretty incredible things created in this time and new technologies because again venus is luxury these planets uranus and rahu are in a venus nakshatra venus's luxuries and making our life easier making it more relaxed and so i do think that we'll see inventions that make things more relaxed that make things more beautiful and again may bring more connection or intimacy in some capacity so going back to mars uranus and rahu so mars will enter aries and it will really begin getting close to uranus and rahu at the end of july so towards the end of july and into august that's when uranus rahu and mars will be closest and so we've talked about what uranus and rahu can do mars is the planet of war it's the planet of weapons of war firearms you know knives cuts bruises burns what have you it's also how we handle our aggression how we channel irritability conflict how we handle conflict in a good way in a bad way when Mars gets closer to Uranus and Rahu, I think that we will need to be really mindful of people's behavior. I think that it can be incredibly intense, really hot and heated. I think that people can be more explosive. In the United States, firearms are a huge topic right now. I think it's just going to amplify. I think that we'll be having some pretty big discussions about firearms come this point in time. And again, we we just want to really watch how people are acting and we just really want to steer clear and be extra mindful on august 1st there is the exact conjunction of these three planets mars uranus and rahu at 24 degrees of barney so if you have any planets from 23 degrees to 27 degrees of aries or any cardinal sign 23 degrees to 27 degrees of Aries or Libra specifically. Those are going to be the signs that get hit the hardest. But we could look at cancer and uh, Capricorn as well. But we really want to be extra careful of accidents. As I mentioned, burns, cut, bruises, headaches, inflammation, overheating, and also the feelings of irritability, the feelings of anger and frustration, the desire to conflict. Sometimes we just want to have conflict. <laughs> so it's a good time to operate with as much intelligence as we can and not initiate needless argument, not buy into needless conflict, and really, as I mentioned, steer clear of things that may amplify our anger. Anger is something that we feed. I think about anger like fire. And I've spoken to y'all about this on social media, at least, that I was raised in a household where fire, with fire, with anger, which felt like fire. Um, I grew up in a family where anger was very, um, you had to engage in anger, you had to engage in conflict just to be in the household, or at least that's the way it felt. And so Working with anger and managing anger is something that I've had to work on for a long time. And it's been something that I feel I have such a healthy, such a healthier relationship with now. But what I've come to find is that anger very much is like fire. And fire only survives when you feed it. When you feed it dead leaves or logs or whatever, that's what keeps the flame burning. But if we stop feeding the fire, it eventually dies out. And for myself, I've found that feeding the fire looks like hanging out with angry people, listening to angry music, even eating spicy food, rajasic food, onions, garlic, foods that induce heat in the system, um, watching combat, you know, or watching movies that have violence or anger. It's like I, I starve my anger by avoiding angry music, by avoiding, as I mentioned, overly aggressive or angry people, by not watching movies or films that have aggressive behavior or anger. So that for me, it helps kind of reduce the flames. And again, I mean, it's helped significantly. And so hopefully that can be food for thought for any of you who may be kind of struggling with some of this, because I think that we may need it as we get closer to these months and we may also have a tendency to be even more angry about injustice because Barney is Dharma Raj. We may have this desire to fight for what we believe in and to fight for what we love and we need to do that. You know, I think that people do need to fight for what they love and they do need to stand up for what they believe in and they need to preach what they believe to be ethical. And we also need to stay firmly rooted in how people are receptive. And I know that I mentioned this on a previous podcast, but I'll mention it again in case you weren't here for it, is that this is the time to focus on what we want to create If we want to see a world with morality, if we want to see a world with love and compassion, we need to work on creating love, compassion, understanding. We shouldn't be so hyper fixated on what it is that we want to destroy, what it is that we want to, you know, burn off, so to speak. And so for us, because we're on the path of mindfulness, this is something that we get to keep in our mind and that we get to practice. In the world around us, we may see people really bent on destroying what it is that they don't like. Um, Because there's this death and rebirth effect. There may be people who are really, really determined to like, um, again, just kind of destroy what they don't believe to be ethical or morally correct. And what's interesting is that we all have a different idea of what's moral and correct, right? Aside from the ultimate dharmas that are in place to help guide us towards what is in harmony. And, and those are the objective ethics and moral. But when it, you know, when we just kind of get together all of us comparing ideas and perspectives we're going to have differences and we're going to have disagreements and so it's going to be really important to be mindful and compassionate towards these things as well so finally venus is a super major player right now is the karma control planet of k2 so k2 is sitting in libra venus is that karma control planet of libra and now it's also controlling barney so whatever venus is doing is very important there is going to be a point where venus is debilitated later in the year into september and october it will be with mercury for a period of time and that helps a lot because mercury will help um Kind of cancel out that debilitation, but we'll stay updated on how the transits will impact this. But I hope that you learned something new about Rahu in Barney and what to expect. I hope that you feel a little bit more confident looking at your own chart, um, kind of finding those degree points, seeing if you have any planets there. Hopefully, this gives you a little bit of guidance on how to work with and channel the upcoming energies. If you would like to schedule a reading, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga. My Patreon account is patreon.com astrology now podcast my instagram is astrology now underscore podcast and i think that that's it thank you so much for listening i will see you all very soon again my name is christine rodriguez this is astrology now thank you so much